Welcome back to the Transformation Podcast. My name is Amanda Escarcega, and I am your host. And this is episode number 32. The title of this episode is Three Things I Wish I Avoided in My 20s, How I Wasted Time. So to expose my age, I am 38 years old. And in my 30s, I had to address all the decisions that I made in my 20s. And I'm not saying that I have any regrets about my 20s. I've lived a really, really amazing, incredible life. But in hindsight, looking back, I definitely would have done my 20s a bit differently with the information that I have now that I'm 38 years old. And so I want to share those things with you today. I was going to record something completely different. I was writing down an outline for another podcast, and this was just something that was really heavy on me this morning. I was taking a swim at the beach with my dog, and I was thinking about this, and it was just really heavy on my my soul about just sharing this stuff. So um, let's go ahead and jump into it. The first thing that I look back on in my 20s and feel like I definitely could have done very, very differently and my life would have turned out very different is I invested in the wrong men, in the wrong relationships. So just to kind of give you a little bit of history from the age of 18 until 24, I was in a relationship with a guy that was 10 years older than me. And at 18 years old, I was still fresh-minded. I still saw the world in a certain way. And I was looking at this relationship as something uh, that it wasn't. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. So I invested my early years of 18 to 24 years old, completely committed in this relationship. We moved into an apartment together uh, within three months of dating. And I invested six years in that relationship. It was not a good relationship. It was quite toxic, actually. And so the recovery from that relationship from 24, it took me until the age of 27, 28 to completely recover from that because of all the time and emotion that I had invested and energy that I invested in that. There's a recovery period. And unfortunately for me, it took quite a while. And then by the time I was fully over that relationship, I jumped into another relationship at 28, 29. And that lasted for five years on and off. And that was another toxic relationship that I had gotten into. I left everything that I owned, all my family uh, in San Diego, California. And I moved to New York City uh, for this other relationship that we talked about marriage and having kids. And it just didn't end up that way. Uh, So I invested 11 years, actually more than that, because it took me an additional, I would probably say four years or three years to fully recover from the second relationship. So it took me about 14 to 15 years out of my life investing in these relationships that were, um, had they been avoided, I could have gotten a lot of time back, a lot of, um, a lot of emotional stability back. I could have been focusing on other things in my life than in these relationships focusing on them, focusing on uh, building a life with them, focusing on building a future with them, recovering from all these emotions and heartbreak and creating baggage for myself. So that in itself was a really, really big um, 
it was a huge chunk out of my life. I didn't understand the impact that it was going to have long term for me investing in these wrong relationships. So had I seen from the very beginning, this person is not someone that I should invest in and try to build a life with um, either one of those relationships. If I would have seen that before it happened, before I invested myself in that, then I could have saved myself 14 years approximately out of my life. Not only that, but also the baggage that I created for myself. So something that I have realized through conversations with a lot of different men, I grew up around men. I have eight brothers. I say I have eight brothers. I have three from my mom and my dad. And then my aunt raised me from 12 to 18. And I was with her sons who are my cousins. We grew up in the same house and there's five of them. So I say I have eight brothers, no sisters. I grew up with men. I'm very, very comfortable around men. Um, but in conversations with, with men and, and whether they're family members or friends or coaches, the same thing always comes up. And it's from a man's perspective, when he's dating younger women, he's typically looking for um, a woman that doesn't have a lot of baggage, right? And I'm just kind of throwing this out there. We can, this is a whole other podcast episode because uh, women can have the same argument. You know, they don't want to get into relationships with men uh, that are older because maybe they have baggage. So the older that we get, my point is that we accumulate more and more and more baggage because we have more experiences. We've been maybe lied to, cheated on, um, taken advantage of, things like that, right? So the older that we get, the more time we waste, the more time we invest, the more mistakes that we make. And yes, we learn through those, but it, it just creates more baggage that we carry with us. And then we have to work on that baggage, right? We reflect on it, we work through it. And so I didn't really re realize how much baggage I was creating for myself in those two relationships. And then the second thing is um, just wasting time and then recovering from it and also giving my energy away. When we're in relationships, we are investing not only our time, but our energy into these people. And when they leave, they take a piece of us with them. There's an exchange of energy that happens in especially intimate relationships that we have where we are giving ourselves to that other person. And then when they leave, it's almost as if they take a piece of us with them. So it's the energy that I have invested in these two intimate relationships that really took a piece of my energy. And I've had to recover from that or did recover from that in my 30s. The second thing that I wish I would have realized the impact of this in my, in my 20s was all of the partying and the heavy drinking that I was doing in my 20s. So I had fun like a lot of people do in their 20s, right? 21, the first thing that we do most of the time is we want to go out to a nightclub. We want to go to a bar. It's a celebration. I can now legally drink. But my drinking didn't start at 21. My drinking started even earlier than that. My first drink I picked up, I think I was maybe six or seven years old. I remember having a, a drink of peppermint schnapps. I'm not sure if you, the person who's listening to this podcast right now, knows what peppermint schnapps is, but it's a really cheap liqueur that tastes like uh, peppermint. And so I remember having my first drink when I was really, really young. And I remember drinking at family parties when the family would get together. They really weren't paying attention to me and my cousins, and we would be in the back room, and we would sneak you know, beer or liquor. And I was drinking as a teenager. 
And then when I turned 21, then it kind of became a problem because now I can legally drink. All the friendships that I was developing were with people that liked to drink, liked to go out. At that time, when I was 21 years old, I was working in the casino industry. And so I was hanging out with people and making friends that were my coworkers. And we would get together, especially since our days off were kind of not the norm, right? We had maybe like a Tuesday, Wednesday off or a, a Wednesday, Thursday off. And not many people had those days off. So we would get together and we would drink, my coworkers and I from the casino industry. So I started really drinking heavily in my 20s. I, I, I wouldn't say that I had an alcohol problem, but it was a lifestyle. It was definitely a thing where we, I would go out drinking maybe four, five, six, sometimes seven days a week, not getting fully belligerent. But yes, there were those days where I was getting fully belligerent, passing out, throwing up. Um, but even if it was just one drink, it was it was a problem. I would I would say now that I'm 38 years old, looking back, it was it was definitely a problem. And not only in in the way of it's not healthy for my body. One for two, I was creating a lifestyle around that. And then three, our our brains aren't even fully developed until the age of 25. Some scientists say. Some people say 30 is when we're fully set into our personalities, our ways of being. So we're messing with the development of our brain when we're drinking alcohol at 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Our brains aren't even fully developed yet. And, and I was drinking quite heavily for you know a few days out of the week. So I know that there was definitely an impact in my development of my brain. And then the kinds of friendships that I was developing in my 20s around drinking and around alcohol, looking back, it's it the the relationships that we form when we're younger, I think really impact the person that we become because we become the average of the people that we're around, right? We all know that. So the relationships that I was focused on building were around activities that I enjoyed doing. So I'm drinking, of course, I'm going to be going out with people who are also drinking, and then we're forming some kind of a friendship or some kind of a relationship, mainly around that. Hey, let's go out and have a drink. Let's go out and make a day of drinking on a Sunday, for example. And so those are the types of friendships that I was building the foundation on instead of in hindsight, now that I'm 38, I would have built my friendships and relationships on something completely different. It would have been around helping us to become the best version of ourselves in pursuit of our dreams in pursuit of our goals, getting together and helping each other in whatever direction that we're going or whatever goals that we have from ourselves for ourselves, but having that be the foundation of becoming better versions of ourselves, not escaping our problems or escaping, escaping reality and going out and drinking all the time and having fun. I'm someone that loves to have fun. I'd love to have a good time. This life is, is really, really funny and enjoyable. And I love to laugh but that's very different than building relationships and friendships on going out and just having quote unquote, a good time talking shit and drinking all night or all day even. 
So the third one is that in my 20s, I really lacked commitment. And at the time, I, I saw it as me exploring a lot of different careers and interests, let's say. So there's a really fine line between giving up on something too early and knowing that it's just not for me and not wanting to waste time on it. But I think that that those two lines were really blurred for me. So if anything became difficult, became hard, there was adversity, I looked at it as this isn't for me and I stopped doing it and then I just move on to the next thing. So I was never able to fully excel in anything that I did or really see my full potential in something because I never gave my all to it. I never fully committed to anything and fully played it out and figured it out, figured it out until I was really successful at it. And so me quitting too early on things instilled a certain pattern in myself where I lacked commitment on everything. So it bled into all areas of my life, not realizing that that's what I was doing. That's a kind of habit that I was building. So those are the top three things in hindsight, looking back into my twenties, things that really impact my life, the foundation of my life that I would have, I wish that I, someone would have told me better or if I, or, or maybe they did and I just didn't listen, but those deeply impacted the foundation of my life. And that, and now or in my thirties, I had to go back and kind of address some of those things and heal from them and, and learn the lessons from those things. But there's things also that I'm very proud of. There's things that I did. I'm so happy and I'm so thankful that I did certain things in my twenties. So I'm super grateful and happy that I took the time to travel. Traveling uh, really taught me a lot. It taught me about culture. Being that I was able to travel to 27 plus countries in my 20s, I can relate to almost anyone. I am really, I have a great understanding of the way that the world works in different cultures. And and, um, I find it really fascinating uh, because I've been able to talk to people around the world, see different ways of living. And, um, and yeah, that's something that, that I'm really glad that I took the time to do. And it also showed me that it, the world is not a scary place the way that the media portrays it. I remember when I was growing up, maybe like in my teenagers or even younger, the news was always on and there was always news about a bombing or a crime or a rape or a kidnapping. And had I not take the, taken the time to travel, I would have had a fear of the world, that the, the world is a scary place. And of course, there are things that happen everywhere in the world. So to be street smart, to be aware of our surroundings, um, knowing that those types of things are going to happen no matter where we are, but it's a matter of being on the preventative side and not doing things that are going to increase our chances of us being in a place where those things happen or we're going to run into an encounter like that. But it taught me that the world is not a scary place. It's just about being street smart and being aware and learning how to to move within the world instead of being closed off in a bubble in, in the city that I grew up in and never leaving. And then I also learned problem solving from traveling. I was able to learn how to plan and how to 
catch transportation. And this is back when we were using maps and <laughs> there weren't smartphones back when I first started traveling. So I'd actually have to pack my bag and walk to the train station and go look at the train routes or use a map. And it was very old school, which for me, I'm, I'm really grateful for because it, it was a lot more difficult and that taught me more. And then on the other side of me lacking commitment, I mentioned that I was able to explore different careers and interests. There's a pro to that too, which is I was able to, to explore different careers and interests. So to kind of bring those two together, I wish I would have had enough wisdom and clarity about the things to stay committed on and the things to let go. I'm very grateful that I was able to have the ability to explore so many different things. I, mean, I worked in New York City for startup companies. I did sales. I did network marketing. I, um, I worked at a naturopath center. I did insurance. I, I've, I just did so many things, worked in the casino industry and so on and so on and so on. Um, but I wish I would have stuck with a few of them because I think that teaches us something very different, um, being committed to, to one thing and playing it out versus just quitting on everything. And then the last thing is I'm very proud of myself for the Amanda in her 20s for investing so heavily into personal development. I contribute my success that I have today to a lot of the time that I, the time and money actually that I invested in my personal development when I was in my 20s. I, I attended many seminars, workshops, books, hired coaches. I probably invested more than $100,000 or $150,000 just in my personal development education. And I'm, I'm grateful that I had the wisdom to be able to do that because that really did go into those formative 25 years of my life, the first 25 years of my life, and developing my brain and viewing the world a certain way and having certain beliefs about myself. That was instilled programming that I was intentional about putting into my brain. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. So I'm not saying I have any regrets because I think that regret is a wasted emotion. But if it was in my 20s, again, this is advice that I wish I had been told. And now it's a matter of dealing with it and addressing it and accepting it and passing it on to those who can benefit from it now. And we can call that wisdom. We can call, you know, something else. But I, I think that it's wisdom that I'm speaking on this episode for anyone that maybe is in their 20s that can benefit from this. And maybe this falls on someone ear, someone's ears where it makes an impact and really makes someone think. But living with the choices as best as we can that we make um, and then just moving forward from that. So if this is something that you can relate to uh, or have something to say about it, please send me a DM on Instagram or to my email. I'll put both of those in the description box below. I would love to hear from you. Uh, this is kind of a vulnerable episode where I'm sharing things uh, and lessons that I learned from in my 20s that some of those things I'm not very proud of. However, I think that in mistakes, the lessons that we take from those turn into wisdom and we can pass them on to others. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I truly appreciate you. Please share it with someone that you know that you think can benefit from this and send me a DM if you have something to say. Much love.